0: Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We are men who've suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who've traveled the same journey. Today, we're going to do an episode. uh, We're going to call it Surviving the Season. It's our episode 29, and uh, we're just going to run through uh, some practical advice and some things to remember as you go through the holiday season go ahead gabe all right thank you And, and yeah we know that holidays are just tough right just for a lot of
1: different reasons and so to start out we're gonna read a verse this is out of the bible it's micah 5 2 and this is a prophecy from the prophet micah about the coming messiah and The thing is, is that this was written, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred years before Jesus actually was born. And so here we go. It says, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until that time when she who is in labor has given birth Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Hmm. So that was Micah 5, 2 through the first part of part 5. And just want to encourage us all with that verse um, as we look forward to celebrating
0: the birth of christ Mm. yeah thanks for that gabe um you know like you said you know we're this uh december 11th here it's probably our last recording before christmas and so we just wanted to get this out uh knowing that uh christmas thanksgiving new year whatever they call the holiday season can be tough for a lot of people Uh, i think statistically it's like the the time when most people are dealing with depression and um Isolation, and unfortunately, I think it's the time where there are the most suicides uh, of the whole year. And you know, we're we're Christians. We uh, you know have we. this what this whole podcast is about: is the hope that we have in Christ and the um, the joy that we've been given because of our relationship with Him. And so, you know, it may seem strange for us to focus on the or to be talking about how tough it is to make it through the Christmas season because, you know, like you said, you know, it's supposed to be, it's the fulfillment of that prophecy that you just read. And um, even if you're not, like, astounded by the fact that, like you said, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, several prophets, you have have, uh, Isaiah prophesying, you have several, you have David prophesying about Jesus. And so even if you're not fascinated by that, like, just, the whole, even the, the kids' stories we tell, you know, you always you read the Luke Christmas story every year and you go through it and the census and all this stuff and he goes home and Jesus is born and the shepherds come and just the celebration of that, like that's all a good, happy thing. And obviously if you're a Christian, you know if it wasn't for the coming of Jesus as a baby, there wouldn't have been Jesus on the cross and then Jesus wouldn't have gone to the tomb and been resurrected. And so obviously God is God. He could have saved us another way, but as things are now, we couldn't have been saved if it wasn't for Jesus coming, his sacrifice and his resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so that's obviously an incredible thing. But like we said, that doesn't mean it's always easy to remember when you're, you're struggling through maybe this is your, your first, Christmas holiday season without your child. Maybe this is your, what Gabe, your 15th, your 16th that you're about to get yeah, into. Sixteen. 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for my wife and I, I guess this will be our third. Um, so it's, it's not, uh, just because you know the truth that it is an incredible miracle that is one of the foundations of our faith that we celebrate here in the Christmas season does not mean that it's easy. That's right. Um, and and
1: I want to jump in right there because, yeah. you know, the reason we're doing this is because we feel that there may be guys out there that are experiencing that. That hey, I'm supposed to be happy and joyful because it's Christmas, but I'm not happy and joyful mm-hmm. because of us suffering the loss of our child, you know, recently. And you know, Will and I had this conversation where I think uh, it uh, hit me harder you know, 16 years ago, then it hit him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he his his situation was actually closer to the holidays than ours was, because ours, when that, when that occurred, was back in, like, you know, March, April, May of the year, but, you know, we had looked forward in anticipation to that Christmas season of having three, you know, daughters, and, you know, what that would look like, having triplets at Christmas, and, mm-hmm. you know, we had actually, when my wife had gotten pregnant, found out that we had, we're having triplets, like, she had already received, like, some way too early Christmas ornaments, you know, from loved ones that um, were excited and looking forward to that Christmas season, and, you know, when our Christmas was just she and I, you know, those mm-hmm. um, ideas that we had had of that it would not be just she and I, you know, that was a tough, I just remember it was a tough year, it was a tough, mm-hmm. it was a tough Christmas, it was, you know, joyful because of, obviously, the Lord and our family being around us, but, then also tough because we, the ideal that we had in our mind was not was not there, and mm-hmm. uh, so we thought we should talk about that and how how we can have some some help kind of getting through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you said, credit to you, Gabe, for for bringing this up um, because it really, like you said, wasn't something that that I remembered focusing on um, specifically. You know, getting through the Christmas season. I think for me, it was just the um, the struggle to get through normal life and to get back to a place where I could live in the joy that we've been given and, uh, share love and encouragement with those around me. And so, uh, our son was born September 30th and Christmas being just a couple of months later didn't really seem different, I guess, than, uh, the normal day-to-day thing. So uh, praise God, he, he carried us through that and we're uh, able to to celebrate and enjoy and appreciate all that he's done for us that we celebrate this season. But yeah, but it, it was what it was. So um, yeah, like you said, just a couple of things wanted to, wanted to rattle off there. Like, you know, there's probably a lot of reasons why Christmas season could be tough for you. Whether like, even if you haven't lost a child, like the stress of shopping, the fatigue of like the whole over commercialization and like, do we need to be shopping for all this stuff? Do I really need $3,000 worth of gifts for my whole family? Or do I need to ask for, and I'm guilty of this sometimes too, do I need to ask for $500 worth of gifts? Um, you know, whatever, if it's that, if it's contentious relationships with members of the family that you are one of those, you're, excited to go see family because you don't see them but once a year and it's going to be fun or if you're one of those where you're like gosh I can't believe I have to see cousin so and so again every time I see her she talks about this new crazy thing she just is trying or she's got her 15th boyfriend or whatever it is you know just like some crazy thing everybody has that member of their family unless you are that member of the family Uh, but uh, you know there's so many reasons why you can lose the reason for the season and just feel alone, uh, feel isolated, and, and one of those reasons may be that you don't have family to spend time with uh, close to you, close by, or, you know, whatever, but like we said, you know, statistically, this is the time of the year where most people are, or more people are dealing with depression um, and feeling lonely and isolated, so we just wanted to provide a little bit of encouragement there. Uh, like you said, Gabe, you know, the holidays could be unbearable or more difficult for you. I know for me, one of the things that's always tough is like, there's a lot of nostalgia surrounding Christmas and it's supposed to be this perfect magical time and everything's great and happy. And as you get to be an adult, you're like, well, I got to work all the way up till Christmas. And some of us might have to work yes. on Christmas. And so it's kind of like, you know, you lose some of that that joy and the magic and the excitement you had when you were a kid and you could get out of school and you had like a month to just like think about Christmas pretty much. Yeah, that's, so
1: That's funny you say because yeah. just last night mm-hmm. I said the exact same thing to my wife. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, when you were a kid, you had, you got a school, then it was a week later, you know, the Christmas or two mm-hmm. weeks or whatever. I was like, can you, you had that time to like enjoy it. I was like, but now like you're, mm-hmm. an adult, and you're just working up until the end. It makes me think mm-hmm. of that movie. Scrooged. I don't know if anybody's mm. ever seen that. Oh, I was yeah. listening to Bill Murray, 80s movie. And, uh, which basically is going to be every reference mm. I ever make. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an 80s movie, probably, because apparently that's all I did as a kid is watch movies. Mm-hmm. I, I promise I did actually go outside and play as well, <laughs> but apparently watched a lot of movies, especially this time of the year. And, mm. you know, I remember his, when he's visited by the Ghost Christmas Pass and they he takes him back to his past his childhood. his dad comes in on, on Christmas Eve and, uh, super late at night he's he's working Mm -hmm. as a butcher Mm -hmm. and he throws him down a a wrapped piece of veal and that was his christmas (laughs) present you know this grumpy old Mm -hmm. man or whatever Mm -hmm. and i was like oh wow is that the way i don't not quite that bad thank Mm -hmm. goodness maybe not for for me maybe for some
0: people some days yeah some days you can feel that way same thing with birthdays you know when you're a kid birthdays are super great and special and you feel like the whole day's about you and when you're an adult it's like oh i still have to work so it's just another day <laughs> yes, so yeah right. not to be a downer but you know like that, there's the joys of being an adult i guess yeah, but you know like you said you know if you're you're going through christmas um and you know if you if you just lost a child like you said the um The anticipation of what Christmas would be like this year, Um, you know, we, my wife and I had Gabriel September 30th. He was stillborn, so we didn't get to see. uh, That was Christmas of of 19. We didn't get to have that Christmas with him. And then we uh, had our daughter Bonnie December 30th of last year. So this will actually be our first Christmas that we get to spend with a child. So. We would have already had two if Gabriel was here. So there is that loss of you know what you expected, like you said, having ornaments, having all of that. Uh, and then there's the other side, where if you had a child that was older and that you've already spent time with, and you lost them, then obviously there's that you know what things were this way, and we did feel whole and complete as a family. But then we lost this child, and now there's an emptiness and there there is just an empty place literally at the table and there's probably an empty place in your heart too and so it's it's easy i think to compare ourselves to others and you start feeling bitter jealous or just depressed when we see that everybody else around us seems to be laughing and happy and you know just they're so excited to go and to buy this gift for this this family member and buy that for that family member and just share the, the love and the fun and the craziness of the holiday season. And maybe you're sitting there mourning over the loss of your child, whether they are or were a newborn or whether they were an older child. And so I think that's a an easy and understandable thing. And you know, the next few parts here, I wanna give credit to my wife. She gave me some some input here. I think it's it's important to remember and to remind ourselves that it's okay to acknowledge that we're sad and we miss our children. I think um, she reminded me that I'm, uh, like we talked about last episode we recorded, a lot of times I want to take action or, like, fix and do things. And so I'm guilty of uh, not remembering that it's okay to rest in that sadness or grief sometimes, and it's easy to just jump to, like, yeah i was sad uh, I, I i grieved past tense and now i'm i'm doing good positive things out of losing our child but i think it's important for me to remember and for you to remember that you no know, grief is a good thing it's, it's something that is right for us to feel because we've lost something that matters so much to us as men it's hard to express our emotions stereotypically and you know, the emotions are something that's God given and it's appropriate and it's right for us to feel them. And I think that's something that we need to remember. And you know, we've talked about this several times, Gabe, but specific, specifically pertaining to the Christmas season too, we should try not to be ashamed of our emotions, even if it's, you know, we're we just left a great fun party with our friends and our family and we get home and everybody's, you know, your wife's so excited about how great it was, and maybe you just had a terrible time because you just you couldn't think about anything else but losing your child, I think it's good, and we shouldn't be ashamed to open up to our wives even about that and say, you know, that was a fun party, but I had a terrible time because of this, and just to open up to her and, and be honest. And so I think that's something that would bring you closer to your wife and, and help her get to know you and to just to reinforce that, you're in this together and that that there's something that you know you're feeling as well so i know i'm I'm speaking to myself probably as much as anybody else there but uh you know maybe there's some other guys out there that are feeling that way um and another thing that we touched on the last episode that we recorded is that the lord is not unfamiliar with our pain we know that the Lord searches the heart of man, and He knows the wickedness in our heart, He knows the pain in our heart, and He knows the, the goodness that He's placed within us, and He also knows the pain of losing a child. Obviously, if you know the Christmas story, like we said earlier, the Christmas story is Jesus coming as a child, growing, and becoming a man, and, and going throughout His ministry, He's ultimately sent to the cross, he's, he's tortured, then He's sent to the cross, and then He's killed, and that's something that you know. We have to believe from what we know about God and how we um, become familiar with Him and the stories of Him in the Bible. God is not like this stoic being who doesn't care, doesn't doesn't interact, doesn't love. Like He is love. It's His steadfast love and faithfulness is probably the thing that's most celebrated in the Bible. So you have to know that losing Jesus, seeing all the sins of the world put on him and having him, God pouring out his wrath on his own son had to hurt God. So not to equate our feelings and our emotions perfectly with God's feelings and God's emotions because he's a higher being and he is different and more than we are, but we can take comfort in the fact that our God is an ignorant of our pain and he's not indifferent to the pain that we're feeling. He can handle our hard emotions because he knows the pain of losing a child and he can be near to us in that pain.
1: That's so good, man. I just think about how, how good that is, you Mm. know, to have, to know that God knows what we feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's just amazing. You know, he's, he is, he can be sympathetic. He can be empathetic, you know, Mm. he's been there, he's done that. Mm-hmm. And he also knows how to handle it the best, right? And that's where we can draw close to him during those times of difficulty and grief and not think that we need to run away from him because he, you know, caused it or whatever. He may have, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, we, we went round and round with this on other episodes, mm-hmm. caused it, allowed it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, but just know that he's been there, right? Mm-hmm. And he knows what you're feeling. And so you can draw, we can draw near him during this time and receive comfort that and peace that no one else can give you know like you said in the previous podcast that verse you know the peace of god will you know that surpasses all understanding right mm. philippians 4 4 through 9 check it out read it mm. uh, and it uh it is true because mm-hmm. his peace does surpass all understanding and and, and, a, and a reason for that is because for most everything that we're feeling experiencing well, I'll say for everything. He's he's been there cuz he created emotions. Hmm. Right? He created emotions, so he knows that we're emotional creatures and so he understands what they are because he's the one that made them. You know, it's like if you really want to get help with your car, go to the dealership where those people were specifically trained to work on your car right because Mm -hmm. they know the ins and outs of it and this is the same way for us emotionally and spiritually Is god made us so why we not want to go to him first and foremost and draw near to him during our struggles because he's the one that created those
0: those emotions or allowed those situations to happen to us Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that's not the point of the podcast to where i was going and there's certainly great value in good um I don't know the best way to put it, professional help. uh, If you need help for depression or for grief or you need therapy. But just what you said there made me think like a lot of people can put so much of an emphasis on something as silly as a horoscope or you know whatever it is or just like self-help books or self-help advice. And there's probably some of it, like some of the stuff I'm about to say is probably not totally different than what they're saying. But... Like you said, go to the one who created you. Like you're, if you're going to a self help book, if you're going to some new age mumbo jumbo junk talking about, you know, this telling you this is how you feel better is use this crystal or whatever junk there is out there. Like you are, like you said, you have a car, and instead of like, going to the actual factory where it was created and having the guy who designed the vehicle, put all of it together, fix it. You're like going down the street to this guy who like, he doesn't even know what a car looks like. And maybe maybe he's like, I've seen some cars driving by. And so he just like starts ripping random things out of your car. Putting other random things in, he might be like, "Oh, you don't need a muffler. I'm gonna put a tin can in here, or whatever. You know, you don't need a battery. I'll just put some double A's in here." Like, it's that's a stupid example, yeah, but that that advice probably isn't the best. I guess it's a, a polite way to put it. Mm. So
1: I will say one more thing yeah. in regards to that before you jump in this next section was Psalm 119:105 says, "Your mm. word is a lamp into my feet and a mm. light into my path." Mm. So, we need direction, we need guidance, we go to God's Word, mm-hmm. right? We don't, just like you said, well, we don't go to, you know, whatever else, mm-hmm. um, new, you know, other spiritual teachings, other, mm-hmm. you know, New Age mumbo-jumbo, like, go to God's Word. That's where we're going to get our guidance from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, just a couple of practical steps before we get back around to... Um, Christ specifically, and, and reminding ourselves of what He's done for us and the reason for the season, just directly. Like, how do you deal with loneliness, anger, or other pain that you're feeling during the Christmas season? And you know, what do you do, like day to day? What do you do in regards to a, a Christmas party, a family gathering, whatever? And I think the most the most important things or the most practical things are to focus on others first of all, and not yourself. And like, don't just sit around. Like, get out and go do something. Like when you spend time just sitting around dwelling on your pain, it's easy to become mired in those feelings and let your world spiral in. You become more and more and more centered on your feelings, your anger, your frustration. My this, my that. I didn't get this present I wanted. I didn't get the job I wanted. I didn't get to have the child and the family that I dreamed of and it's all about you and you isolate yourselves from everyone else and you run the risk of becoming bitter and intentionally isolating yourself from everyone else where even if it may be painful or uncomfortable, if you intentionally focus on other people and maybe that's like focusing on trying to love other people or just at first just being able to be around other people without freaking out or being rude to them, if you try to remember what Christ did for us and how he gave of himself and he loved and he cared and he sacrificed for us and you try to in some small way share that same love and comfort and peace with those around you you will be more likely to have that truth and that encouragement of Christ soak in if you're trying to practice it and you're opening yourself up to it so that just, just try to be more involved with family, friends, find somewhere to volunteer, even if it's like a whatever, you know, go to a soup kitchen once or go to a homeless shelter or something and or donate, even if you don't have time to do that, like donate your old whatever, your old ugly Christmas sweaters that you bought for that party one time and now you don't use it. It might be a, quote, ugly Christmas sweater, but it's still going to keep somebody warm. So don't just... Focus on yourself and keep it on your in your closet. If that's something that Lord's laying on your heart, give it to someone else, and that's sharing the love that you've been given. And the other thing said, you know, don't sit around, get out and give. That's giving of your time, giving of your money. Like I said, giving of your your possessions that you may not need, so you don't have to be going and doing things the whole time. You can over give or over volunteer, but it's better to be out sharing love and sharing your time with others and you know, go to that Christmas party that you're invited to go find some time to volunteer, like we said. And I think it's important for us to show our appreciation during this season for what we've been given by the world and by our friends and our family, but also, and and more important to show our appreciation for Christ and what he's given us. And if we are truly thankful and we understand, what he's done for us, it not only is not a big deal or a big hindrance to us, but it should be the natural outgrowth of the love that we've been given for us to want to go and share that love with the homeless or with a friend that's hurting. You talked about you know family or friends that are going through similar issues where they've lost a child or they're they're. Uh, I know some friends of of my wife and I are trying to get pregnant haven't been able to get pregnant for a long period of time and they're grieving over that and so i just think that's some quick and dirty advice is like what to actually do it's like don't isolate yourself go to that christmas party try not to bite anybody's head off and you know take some time to go and volunteer and share love and and time with other people
1: that's good and i would say you know remind yourself to do like a grateful journal. Like even if you spent hmm. a minute every morning and 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 then a minute at nighttime before you go to bed, write down three things that you're thankful for that day. It could be clean water. It could be hot water. It could be your coffee. Hmm. You know, whatever. And then in the evening, it could be a bed. You know, a home. Right, heat this time of year. So, you it's it's I read something or listened to something a couple weeks ago. Said it, it said it's a physiological neurologically impossible to be grateful had to have feelings of gratitude and feelings of stress at the same time Mm. so when we start feeling those feelings of stress let's teach ourselves to switch our brain to okay let me think about what what can i do to feel gratitude right now what can i be grateful for right now instead of Mm. what am i stressed about Mm. and so during this time as as Will's saying, not only being out there in the community, getting yourself out there so you're not isolated and going down this vortex of depression, but while you're out there, be actively looking for things that you can be thankful for.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Like most importantly, is what the Christmas season's about. You know, we already touched on this, but that's kind of where we wanted to to land this plane what you want to leave you with in this Christmas season. Like we said, this will probably be the last podcast we do before Christmas, and we'll probably get together, I don't know, late December, early January. So we'll we'll have some new stuff for you in the new year. But, uh, you know, Christmas is not about presents. It's like a fun thing to tell your kids, but I think we need to hear I know I need to hear it. Um, they don't believe an that adult, by the way. 100%. They don't. <laughs> Christmas is about presents if you're under right. 15 years old, <laughs> probably. Um, right. I know for me, it felt like it sometimes. Um, so it's not about presents. It's not about the food, even though the food is great. It's not about the fun you can have. It's not even about your family. For Christians, it's about celebrating the birth of Christ and everything that that means. And we already said this, but it's worth repeating. We know that we're saved by Christ specifically we're saved by his sacrifice on the cross where he took our sins upon himself and accepted the wrath of God. And then he died and he was resurrected And because of his resurrection. And the fact that he redeemed us through his death and resurrection, that is our hope. And that's how we know we are going to heaven one day because the punishments that we deserve, he took for us. Mm. So we should be celebrating just in that. We shouldn't have to celebrate The whole Christmas story theatrical production that we we try to create when we do you know whatever and I don't know I just blanked on the name of it but when we do the the whole production with it whatever I blanking on but yeah yeah yeah, Christmas pageants materialism and Mm -hmm. whatever but yeah you know we should be able to celebrate and remember just in that that God loves us and that God cared enough about us like we said to send his own son to die for us and not just to die for us but to live for us and to be an example for how we should live to share with us all of the wisdom if you got a red letter bible like I I did when I was a kid you know all of that red stuff that Jesus actually said to people out of his own mouth that he was giving us wisdom he was criticizing he was given parables to people then and even now you know a parable can be a really easy way to understand a concept that maybe if he just came right out and said like you should do this and do that people are like okay whatever but if you give <laughs> right. a parable and they can understand like the parable of the good samaritan i know it's like one that everybody heard if you're growing up in church and to the jews then like just saying everybody's your neighbor dude like including the samaritans who you hate are your neighbors that probably didn't stick with him. But like when Jesus told the parable of the Good Samaritan and asked the, I think it was a Pharisee who asked him the question like, which one of these guys was the Jewish man's neighbor? And he's like, didn't even want to say the Samaritan. He's like the one who helped him. Mm -hmm. And so like Jesus took the time to share that truth with us. And then even after he provided his whole ministry of his healing and teaching and preaching, He still went to the cross. He was tortured. He accepted all of our sins upon himself. He was killed, and then he was resurrected. So I don't know. I mean, I've said that like three or four times, but it's not something we should be able to get past Mm -hmm. just by saying, yeah, Jesus came. He died on the cross. Cool. Now I'm going to heaven. Like, that's your head game.
1: And I was just saying, I think that 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 whole Thing you said in the whole story is should remind us mm. practically of what you said a few minutes ago, which is let's not make this time of year about ourselves. Mm. Like, if we can, because God didn't make his existence even about him totally. Yes, he is worth all, worthy of all praise and, and respect and honor, but. God could have just been like, you know what? These people are just morons. I, I'm I'm just gonna completely wipe them out and not mm. and not have anything to do with them anymore. Because He has full existence and full totality and full completeness within Himself. He don't need us. But mm. instead, He decided to make this life about us mm. in in a sense that He came to Earth as as a baby. You know, lived those perfect thirty three years and then died on the cross for us. Like, Mm -hmm. so remember, this season is is truly about giving as we celebrate the fact that God gave us the birth of the Christ child. You Mm -hmm. know, at at this time of year. Mm -hmm. So again, we get the focus off of ourselves, put it on others, and that is an example of what God did for us. And so that that helps us to uh, to to get through this time of year in an easier fashion.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, like we already said here, like you know, God isn't ignorant of our pain and what we've been through. You know, he sent His Son here, knowing all that would happen when He did. He knew what His plan was, and you know, we already said that. But just imagine, put yourself in that place. Like I know I could not imagine loving someone enough to sacrifice my child for them and you, you feel like you know, the natural parental attitude should be like I'll sacrifice myself for my child and to think like I'm gonna have this child bring it into the world, watch it grow and then there's some person out there who is a sinner that I'm gonna sacrifice my child's life, not even quickly but in a long drawn out painful way so that this person could be saved We can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine doing that, even though I know my child isn't perfect. But imagine that God did that with a perfect and righteous son, like you said, who lived a life on earth that was blameless and innocent. And he did that because he loved us enough to go through that and to send his son through that. And he did that just so we could be reconciled to him and spend eternity with him. So I think that's that's just something to dwell on. Take time. We don't have time here to to unpack all of that. We're already on thirty minutes and then we could spend another thirty minutes just on on that. But we want to leave you with you remember too, and we've said this before, that we are believers, we we have the hope of Christ, and so we don't have to grieve as other people who are not believers grieve. And that's in First Thessalonians four, thirteen through eighteen, which says For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of a trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This passage is talking about the coming day of Christ when he he has a second coming and we're reunited with those we love that have died before us. So it's written to encourage and I think to me that's what it does and hopefully it does for you that you know like it says in the first verse there, we don't have to grieve as others do who have no hope. And that's like the whole point of this podcast. So I hope you've you've figured that out by now. But if you're a believer, your child was a believer, your child is going to heaven, you know, like we've said, it's it's a grieving of longing rather than a grieving of loss that you might have lost your child here in the sense that you can't hold them, you can't love them, you can't watch them grow up, but you know where they are. They're not lost. They are in heaven, and we, because we're found in Christ, know where we're going to go, and we're going to see them again. And so I have you know, something in to say, and, say
1: yeah. and If we talk about a lot of times, because we're in Christ, we say those things like, because we know we're Christians. Some guys listen to us, You're not Christians. You have no idea what that even means. You don't know Mm -hmm. what it means to follow Jesus. Maybe you never even heard about Jesus before. And let me just tell you, your child is, is, is in heaven. Like you losing, you lose an infant child. We talked about this before. God has a special place in his heart for children. Your child is, is there, right? You you lose an infant, you lose a baby. That, that child is in heaven, you know? So take comfort in that. And, you want to be with that child the rest of eternity, then give your life to Christ. Like mm. allow Him to be the King of your life. Repent of your sin and turn to Him. He will save you. He will forgive you, and then you can begin new in Him. And then you can not only spend eternity in heaven with the Lord who saved you, but you'll also spend eternity in heaven with your with your child.
0: Mm. And don't want to provide something that's way too long for you to listen to here in the holiday season. That's so busy, so. We'll, we'll end it there even though like we said there's so much more we could say but verse 17 again says then we who are alive who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we will always be with the Lord so the the silver lining through the clouds that you can see in this holiday season and next holiday season and 20 more, however old you are and however long the Lord allows you to live on the earth, you don't have to sit in your grief and your pain alone and hopeless. You can know that even if you're separated from your children, your parents, your friends who've gone on before you, they are if they are believers, they are in heaven, you're a believer, you're going to heaven, it says right there, so we will always be with the Lord, and that's that is glorious and great enough and incredible by itself, but we will always be with the Lord and they will always be with the Lord. So we will be united with them forever.
1: That is a good word, man, and great hope and encouragement mm-hmm. to end, end this up. So um, I'm I'm going to say thank y'all for joining us today make sure you follow lost boys and found followers on facebook instagram and twitter and you can check out my book on amazon it's called Thou will be done put a question mark at the end of that and then type in my name gabriel o'sullivan again thank y'all for joining us today have a merry christmas and let's not be lost let's be found in him